Welcome to episode 160 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian Tech Pocket Sharply. Hello! And Matt Cassell. Hello! <laughs> it's Monday night, July 25th. And tonight we're going to talk a little uh, Comic-Con San Diego International, whatever the complicated name of that is, a little Comic-Con fallout from the big event last week. A lot of trailers were released. Not a lot of comic book news came out. So, uh, you know, we're going to focus on a couple big trailers that we've been waiting for. We got some Justice League action, Wonder Woman action. We got some Netflix Defenders Trailers happening, got a little Kong, Skull Island. Some Doctor Strange. So we're going to be all over Trailer Central tonight, so get your YouTubes ready. Get ready to look up some trailers, because I'm sure you're going to watch them before we talk about them. You can watch along with us, and we'll say what we're going to talk about, then you can watch it, then you can unpause the podcast and listen to us babble and disagree with us or, or more than more than likely you're gonna agree with what we have to say the mcsauce interactive podcast mm-hmm. it's like uh yeah it's like one of those uh storybook records that you used to have and like ding and then you can flip the page right yeah you remember this no. when you hear paul take a drink flip the page but why don't we start with housekeeping with ian sharply you can, uh, you can take a drink every time that you go to mixsauce.com with our lovely webcomics, podcast, and reviews. Did you review anything good this week, Paul? I know that you've been uh, loaded down with a lot of comic books as of late. I didn't review anything this week. I read about eight books this week. I wish that spread them out better. There's weeks, like this past week, about like eight books. And then next week will be two books. That's a good week for reviews, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I'm like, why don't we spread this out a little bit so it, it, it's a little a little more even. Aquaman's good. Batman's good. Green Lanterns is taking a nosedive into the fucking ground. Well, there you have it with the reviews. I mean, so, that's hopefully a little... they still come back and, and check them out. And but... I can't wait until Darth Vader's over. It's wrapping up. They're winding things down, but just... Can Marvel just end all the Star Wars comics, please? Please, Marvel. I was excited, and then you started making comics, and now I'm not excited. Just stop it. I like Darth Vader, the first couple um, arcs of Darth Vader. I haven't read... I just got the Vader down trade because I stopped reading Vader for a while, so I'm going to check that out. But it seems like all of those books are kind of petering out at this point. So They are. I'm not sure Star Wars was ever good. It had its moments. The Star Wars title, or just the Star Wars line of Marvel? The Star Wars title. Yeah, it had its moments, and they were all bad. (laughs) No, it it did have bad moments, but it had some really neat moments, too. Some stuff that you wish would have been developed a little more in the movies. Yeah, I I think after the first arc finished up and Stuart Eminem was on it as, um, as the artist... I thought that was a pretty good art. Yeah, he drew like three books and then he was out. That's his and all the That's goodness, what, that's what the good artists over. do, though, right? It's bullshit. So, oh, uh, that's where you can get our review. This was a little taste of our comic reviews. You can also find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Automatic, 
and the classics at sauspodcast.libson.com. So, why don't we jump right into the San Diego Comic Con 2016 news and tidbits? A trailer barrage <clears throat> this past weekend. Where do you want to start, Matt? We should probably start with the trailers. Um, there were. Do you want to start with the big ones and then kind of do rapid fire on the other ones, or do you want to do some rapid fire on the lesser trailers before we get into the start big sharply? Okay. Uh, well, if we're going to start big, does it get bigger than the Justice League? It does not. I think that was a surprise trailer. I don't think anyone expected there to be a full-length trailer at Comic-Con, but there was. And um, when I first heard that there was a trailer for it, actually my cousin was reading like the news on his phone to me. He mentioned, oh yeah, there's a trailer for, um, for the Justice League. I thought, no, that's not right. Like you're reading it wrong or you're reading some kind of bullshit spam or whatever. I thought and it was a hoax too. Like I saw it pop up on my feed and I was like, I'm not even going to click on this right. because, you know, it's going to blow my phone up or something. Right. It, I don't know. I, I didn't think that, I thought it was too early. Right. I guess. So he hit play on it <clears> and sure enough, it's like a real trailer. I was like, oh my God. And I couldn't hear it because I was at a party. Um, there's people talking and it's like, would you shut the fuck up while I watch the Justice League trailer? But I don't, feel like that's appropriate to say to your mom on her birthday. So I <laughs> I refrained, and I was like, okay, I'll just watch it later, which is what I did. And when I watched it later, Paul, I was pretty into it. Yeah? Yeah. I felt like – this is Zack Snyder again, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Zack Snyder, the same guy that made that piece of dog shit Man of Steel and the equally abysmal – Batman v Superman. The loathsome Zack Snyder. Big Superman hater, Zack Snyder. Well, I was being sarcastic because I am a Zack Snyder fan, and I think he did a good job with both of those movies. And this one looks just as good. Um, this one seems to retain the spectacle that I felt um, Batman v Superman did have. Um... There's a lot to be excited about. I thought even Cyborg looked cool, and I don't even like Cyborg. Um, I didn't really like Cyborg's look. Like, I don't like Cyborg either. I didn't... He wasn't the big takeaway for, from this trailer. Well, either. no, he wasn't, but I think collectively the three of us at this table are not Cyborg fans. Yeah. And we would all probably rather see Green Lantern than Cyborg, or pretty much anybody than right. Cyborg. <laughs> but... For what it was, I mean, that was the comic book come to life. And to me, that's always a thrill. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I didn't think... I thought it looked kind of bad. And maybe this early this early run-through of the effects is going to be cleaned up. And by right. the time the final movie's out, he's going to look a lot better. Like, I thought the effects form looked kind of bad. But I was really happy that he looked like Cyborg. Uh, because I don't know who the hell Ezra Miller's playing in this movie. Um, Some or, guy in a red and black costume. Oh. Uh, what, what, what? I don't understand what your sarcasm is. He's saying that he doesn't like the Flash costume. And the costume isn't all that great. The costume fucking stinks. My biggest takeaway was Ezra Miller and how, how kind of charming he was as Barry Allen. 
how uh, likable <clears throat> he was. He was he was really um, or more recognizable to something that I think should fit with this team. Yeah, it's like, a it's a it's a completely it's a completely new different take on nothing that Barry Allen has ever been before in the comic books. This is a brand new personality and a brand new actor and I mean in name only is he Barry Allen. Well, I thought especially from a lot of the pictures from He doesn't Ezra act Miller, like Barry Allen. He doesn't sound like Barry Allen. He doesn't look like the Flash because the costume sucks. You feel like Grant but Gustin I guess looks, that's going to be. Do you the feel Flash. like Grant Gustin looks like Barry Allen? No. Well, no one looks either. like Barry Allen because because they never Allen, cast anybody that looks like Barry Allen. Right, because Barry Allen's tiny Chris Hemsworth. He's little. He's blonde. He's very Aryan. Grant Gustin doesn't look like Barry there, Allen. There's not no one. By the way, there's not no one in the acting community that they, they just don't cast the correct. Or yeah, I mean, they could, they could absolutely find someone that looks like Barry Allen. They keep not doing it, but Grant Gustin acts like Barry Allen. He may not have blonde hair, but he embodies who Barry Allen is. And, like, Barry Allen is a normal guy. He's pretty boring. And that's something that's been played off of through the entire run of Barry Allen as a character. From the 60s all the way on down to when Jeff Johns did Rebirth and what, like, 2000. 13 this Ezra Miller version from like the all 30 seconds that we saw seemed like a normal guy to me with like a severe intro introverted personality doesn't have any friends really awkward like the was he really awkward are you the line why why is a stranger in my second favorite chair I fucking hate that line I fucking hate it because Barry Allen knows who Bruce Wayne is, and it's not, well, I'm quirky. You're in my second favorite chair. It's holy fuck. Bruce I didn't Wayne. feel that that was Bruse quirky. Bruce Wayne is in my fucking class. I don't class think that game. that was quirky or weird or anything at all. He I was, think, I, uh, we watched uh, two different trailers. Ironically, we actually sat there and watched the same trailer at the same time on my phone. So I know that we didn't watch two different trailers. Yeah, I mean, well, he's not, he's not Barry Allen. He's Ezra Miller playing a character named Barry Allen. Okay, I thought he, I, I was in. He was way more likable and, and way more charming than I was going to give Ezra Miller credit for from the things that I've seen him in. Because Ezra Miller, outside of this, is a weird introvert. Yeah, but, and Ezra Miller is very likable. He's very charming, he's very charismatic, he is very likable. And he is in that role. It's just not Barry Allen. It's new, quirky, introverted character that has no friends. That's a lot to take out of 30 seconds, but okay. Well, that's exactly what they told us in that 30 seconds. I mean, maybe... By the second favorite chair line? The second favorite, favorite chair, chair, the fact that he says he'll join up immediately because he has no friends. He just fucking says it. He has he's, no, like, He's weird friends. and quirky. No, he has no friends. Like, you, see, you know, he's you see him in Batman v Superman. You know, he's, you know, and he's all by himself getting some milk at the grocery store. And, this you know, is a, he has this a, is a gigantic has leap that you're taking by somebody being at Matt, the what do you think? by somebody being at on camera by themselves at at the store. So you think he meant I don't have any friends with superpowers? You don't think he meant it I'm been kind a, of a lonely, awkward guy it, that doesn't. It make also might have been a joke because it seemed like that character is going to be the much like the Flash usually is, sort of a jokey part of the Justice League. Loosen him up a little bit. 
That seemed like a joke to me, dude. I don't, th- I don't think that's the joke part of it. The joke part of it is you're in my second favorite chair. The line about the not having friends is insight into who who that character is on a deeper level than just this is the punchline. That piece of dialogue is not the punchline. That's telling you who Barry Allen is. Matt, would you like to weigh in? Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Paul, on the fact that... Um, he probably doesn't have friends. I, I would take that comment at face value. Um, but like Ian said, he's being brought in to offer some comic relief to the team, which if you think about it, is Batman serious, Superman serious, Wonder Woman serious, Cyborg, I don't know, but I'm assuming serious, and definitely Aquaman, Aquaman seems, seems like the most, the, the definition right. of and, serious. And if you have issues with the fact that Ezra Miller is... Barry Allen in name only. I have bad news for you, Paul. Uh, Jason Momoa is <laughs> Aquaman in name only a thousand times more than Ezra Miller, right? Um, but with all that said, I I was buying it that Jason Momoa, that's what Aquaman really is in real life, you know? Like, we've never seen Aquaman brought to... I mean, maybe we have in some of these crappy TV shows or whatever, but like... Um, didn't they do something like Justice League or something in the past, live action? I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, he was on Smallville. Okay. But I don't think that that... Right, but this is the oh, first... Oh, and real... they also did that... Remember that trailer that they did, or that... Yeah, it was, uh, uh, was going to be called Mercy Reef. Right. And it was going to be a spinoff of the character from Smallville. Yeah. I guess they thought better of that. Gratefully uh, so, yes. I bet. Um, but for me, I'm kind of okay with the fact that he doesn't look anything like comic book Aquaman. I really am. Like, I I love kind of what a badass he is, and he visually looks so different than, like, the rest of the team, and I think that's interesting. Um, and, yeah, I don't know if I love the, um, the Flash costume, you know? I, you guys said that it was terrible. Um, I saw online somebody posted a picture of the uh, TV show one, right next to the um, the movie one, and I think they're equally terrible. Um, the, the TV show one looks like the dude's wearing like a loose-fitting motorcycle outfit, and the movie one looks like it's ripped straight out of like 1998 circa superhero movie, like a Joel Schumacher type of thing. Yeah, the, the, the CW costume has its problems, but, and they are there are, but there are more things familiar with that in the regular, the the comic book Flash costume, than there are with the half-red, half-black Justice League Flash costume. I feel like they got the NHL jersey designers to do this Flash costume where they cannot help themselves and they need to put black in everything. Just fucking stop. Make it all red. Do they do that anymore in the NHL? Yes. The Coyotes had beautiful jerseys until a year ago, and now they're fucking... Red and black. Okay. Just so stop the, putting black and shit. All right. So the rest of the Justice League, though, Batman notwithstanding, I mean, they're all pretty colorful. I mean, Superman's got the red and the blue, especially in that promotional picture that we saw. Um, and the red on Flash's costume, you know, you might like the TV show one, but at least that's fucking red in the movie. It's not red on the TV show. It's maroon. I don't... The Flash is a red character, just like Daredevil is a red character. It's like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, neither neither costume is without its flaws. Right. Um, and, like, 
but I like I like the show version better because yeah, it's kind of burgundy, but it's all burgundy. It has the distinct wings on the ears. It has the gold and white low big logo on the chest. Yeah, like it looks more like the Flash. Yeah, it looks like a loose fitting motorcycle costume too. But like like I don't the Flash's problem. The Flash's costume has always been a problem with me because like it doesn't make fucking sense to me. Even in comic book science, I just Agreed. fucking have to ignore it because it's I guess so it, it's part of it's part of the speed force. It's not like it's not fabric, yeah. So it fits in the ring, and then it comes out of his ring, and he jumps into it. Like but, it's but so fucking like bizarre. Comic I, book nonsense. Like, yeah, does it have to make sense? It it's, doesn't. But that's like, some, no, it doesn't. I'm a big comic fan. Like I love comic books, but that's one yeah, thing that you? has it's always been. It's always been, you know, it's always stuck in my fucking craw. Yeah. That, that, that costume is just, of, like, that's it's so just bizarre. Fun, like, silliness that it comes out of his fucking ring. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, I don't really have a problem with it that much. Um, I mean, it doesn't look great, but the Flash is a tricky one because, you know, you have kind of the silly headpiece, kind of like Captain America, right? And they've tried to make Captain America look really cool, but eh, sometimes it's sort of terrible. But um, the Flash is tricky because he has the same headpiece. Maybe it makes sense that there are parts of that outfit that are kind of armored. Because if you're running that fast, you better have some protection other than like tight-fitting spandex. Which, granted, makes you aerodynamic. But we're talking about speed on a whole new level. I think it's okay if you don't just have straight-up red spandex. I think the problem is that it's so, so simplistic. And there's not really a lot... Two, the I'm not looking at the original Flash costume. We all know what the original Flash costume looks like. That's what I'm referring to. The regular 60s showcase, whatever it was, uh, Flash costume that's just real simple, nothing going on with it. I don't think any movie designer or costume designer can help themselves to not alter it to not put their stamp on it. We've never, ever, even the Flash TV show from the late 80s, I mean, it was, like, bulky. That's the closest that, we were, that we've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah. And that was, Is like, that your favorite ball? foam. It, I mean, that's the most comic book accurate one, right? Yeah. It had, the, it had yeah. the Flash horns. It had the, I think, like, exactly accurate logo on the chest. Yeah. The only thing was it was all foam rubber. And he was just right, this it looked hulking, like a Halloween like, costume for right. 12 year And it's not, not even. It's like, not, I love them to just actually do just a simple all red costume with, with the lightning bolts on the boots or whatever and, and just go with it and see what it looks like or show me a test of it. Did yeah. you test it? I bet you didn't because you wanted to put your stamp on it. And Damn it's it. not the armorness of this costume. It's the inclusion it's of the black. It's the black because you don't, as we know, just you don't like black. Stop. Make it. Make it a dark red. Make it something that isn't so unlike the Flash. Maybe they just felt like it wasn't interesting enough looking on screen if it's just one solid color. I'm not agreeing with that. I'm just trying to like get. I'd love to see head. tests of it though. You know, I'd like to see them try. But as I'm watching the trailer, at no point did that did I get hung up on the fact that there's black on the Flash's costume. Like, I'm. I moved on and I was excited about seeing Aquaman and, and some of the, you know, the stuff with him and then obviously seeing Batman and Wonder Woman and the interaction and seeing 
Bruce Wayne going out and trying to form this team. Um, and I did like some of the, the jokiness of um, what Ezra Miller was bringing. Yeah, I liked the line. Um, you're s- sitting in my second favorite chair. I, was, I thought that was quirky and fun. Um, I like how qu- I liked how quick he was to join the team. Just like, yeah, yeah, let's do this right. shit. And then you see Aquaman who's ready to kill Bruce Wayne. Um, it's fine. And, and I think what I especially liked was that they're, they're holding back on Superman. I think that's great. You know, like that puts some significance to his death at the end of um, Batman v Superman. Do you think we can, do you think we can keep Superman dead for this entire film? Because I, I kind of, that's what I kind of want. Not just because I don't love Superman, but I, I'd like a whole film for maybe these other characters to breathe and stretch well, out. Yeah, why not? I mean, we've we got had... that in BBS. Right. Let's have more of that because those were the better parts of that movie. Maybe um, because Superman has already had a full movie to himself, this is an opportunity for these other characters to kind of have their due and kind of catch up, so to speak. Um, I don't think you'll be Superman-less the whole movie. I think you'll probably get him in time for the, the finale. I don't think you know he'll be standing on top of a hillside <clears throat> at the end and uh, the Flash walks up to him to hand him... I don't know. What's Superman's weapon? Uh, that cape that he threw at uh, yeah, Zod. Yeah, his, his, his saran <laughs> or, or that ass. kiss that he gave Lois yeah. Lane. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, I don't think it's going to be a, a cameo at the very end. I think he'll be held back, held back, held back until kind of he's needed. I like that Cyborg looks like Cyborg, even though the effects in this trailer look kind of wonky. He looks like Cyborg. He does look he like looks, Cyborg. I mean, if they can, they can just tighten that up a little bit. I thought the it's actor, be pretty cool. I thought the actor. I don't know what his name is, but whoever that is looked good too. You know, like is I, it Ray Fisher? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was on board. I was going to say Ray Parker, but then I'd be wrong. Because like sometimes you see these actors. Ray Parker, Junior. And once you see them in in motion and everything, you're just like, oh, I don't know. Like, you know, it took me. Basically, to see um, Gal Gadot or whatever, however you pronounce her name, it wasn't until I saw her in motion in the trailer for Batman v Superman, which was a huge mistake, by the way, to even reveal her. Um, well, they revealed her it, picture at Comic-Con like two years right, prior to that. Right, and that was underwhelming, I thought. It looked brown. It just it wasn't at all exciting. Well, I, I, think, as, I think as the... DC Warner Brothers movie machine has gone on. Somebody like the the emails were finally heard, and since that brown costume, they were like, <clears throat> bump up the saturation. People want yeah. color. Yeah. So yeah. now, like, yeah, I mean, we're getting. I mean, this this production shot of or this promotional shot of the six of them. Yeah, there's color. It looks good. I mean, you can even see you know the gold and green. And Aquaman. Yeah. Yep. Um, I have another trivial, trivial costume complaint. Grievance. Costume grievance. Can I just say something? Before yeah. the, the show, I was like, oh my God, I'm turning into like the biggest hater in the world. And I was like, I thought Paul was the biggest hater. No, no, no. I'm, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, that's crazy talk. Continue. It, all right. Well, on. T- uh, well let, it, let it be known that I like, I like Ezra Miller. I think... Like, I liked him in that. I, I liked everything he did, 
it's just not reflective of who Barry Allen is as a character. But, like, I like him. I like his acting, and he was charming. He was charismatic. Why are you giving me side-eye? I'm giving you side-eye because you, you know, like, half an hour ago, you were saying that you didn't like any of that. You didn't like any of the Well, no, I, I like, like, any of I like it, but call him... Call him Joe Smith. But it did. This is your new Flash, Joe Smith, because he's not Barry Allen. It would be like, said, how would you I feel? Fucking hated. How would you feel if Ben Affleck rolled in, acting like Plastic Man? You'd be like, what the fuck? This isn't Batman. And that's an extreme, extreme I, example. I can I? I'm gonna interrupt for once. What if Ben Affleck rolls in? He starts killing people all over the screen with guns, with guns and and cars. Guess what? Still Batman. We're fine, right? Yeah, because he acts like Batman. Like, the core components of who he is as a person a cold think, are Batman. I think it's hard to a really, like, extract this guns. out of the performance that you saw in there, Paul. That's all I'm saying. The I have no problem with the acting. The costume is a fucking disaster. <laughs> Aquaman... Looks solid, except... Except for he doesn't look like any version of Aquaman we've ever seen. But he kind of looks like... But we like to pick and like, choose what we have our grievances No, he kind of looks like... In the, in the grievance that you haven't let me get got to yet. Or get to. Or get to. Like, he looks like... The closest you're going to get to him is Grant Morrison... Peter David. Early Peter 90s. Right. You know, Aquaman. You know, hook hands. I know. Badass Aquaman. And that's pretty close, actually. But and this you, and this isn't just for the Justice League. This isn't just for Aquaman. This is across the universe. This is worldwide grievance. Okay. Oh, if no. you have if you have brown eyes, don't put light contacts in because they look fake as fuck all the time. I don't care if you're trying to make Arthur Curry look like he's half from another world he's kind of alien from under the sea just fucking don't just fucking don't because it looks like fucking trash it looks like hot trash fire garbage just don't put fucking light contacts on brown eyes they look atrocious i think that is what they're trying to do i i think that's okay i don't think you can do that whenever you're trying to make Jessica Alba look like Sue Storm. Horrible. Yeah, like, that's that's your real grievance, by the way. Don't make hot, brown-eyed chicks blue-eyed chicks. That's, that's, that's what you're really saying. That's one... No, I'm saying don't put light contacts on Jason Momoa. I don't think it it's fucking all silly. that bad because he is supposed to be from another outer-worldly or underworldly or whatever-worldly, but he's supposed the, to be a weird guy. The regular Aquaman looks like... Chris Hemsworth. No one bats an eye that he's half Atlantean. That's just how they are. They look like people. Atlanteans look like humans that can breathe underwater. They don't need a horrible contact quirk. Okay. <laughs> um, do we know for sure whenever they released the poster uh, a couple months ago with Aquaman, Unite the Seven... Who's, are we sure that I I don't know if I can count, but that's six. Are we gonna have a seventh? Are yeah, gonna it's gonna have... be Superman. You big dummy. One, two, three, four, five, six. It's six oh. counting Superman. Yeah, you're right. I guess so. I'm the big dummy. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was so excited that you said Superman. <laughs> it's like, you fucking retard. Yeah. Um, are we sure it's going to be Green Lantern, uh, like, eventually? Right? Is that right? Or, or do we who the, care? Who the fuck is it? It's got to be another girl, right? Or a black guy or an Indian chick? <laughs> This is right. Marvel, this is the Marvel made production. Or a, wait, wait, or a fucking was... cheer at Ipso from Rogue One. He's just gonna cross universes. He's gonna be the new fucking karate master who's of the, oh, that the Justice would be great, League. Wouldn't it? Um, who's who's the big Indian? And he's blind, so friends? disability too. Friends? Who's the Indian guy from Super Friends? Apache Chief. Apache Chief. Oh, Apache the guy Chief. with the big Just, buffalo head. Like, doesn't he clap and he turns big? <laughs> right? Thought, Is that right? I thought you were referring to the guy who tried to scam me a few weeks ago. That <laughs> <laughs> guy was Apache Chief. Too. No, that's the new Ms. Marvel. That guy was uh, Dalsim from. Oh, <laughs> old video game reference, right? Yeah. So, I don't like. I I assume it's gonna be Green Lantern, right? It, it would be Green Lantern, but. I don't know, man. Like, I know Jace Momoa is, you know, not really white. He's, you know, Polynesian. And Wonder Woman's a girl, and Ray Fisher's black. So we've already got some diversity, but I don't know. I'd expect... Throw uh, a fucking Hawkgirl in this shit. I'd love to see Hawkgirl. That would be really cool. But I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah, I think it's going to be... So it's gonna be Green Lantern, I, I guess. Know. Unless they've gone I mean, that Unite the Seven poster came out forever ago. Yeah. So yeah. maybe at this point they're just like, eh, uh, nobody just, remembers that. Let's just forget that happened. Am I the only one that liked this trailer? No. I I liked it a whole lot. I liked it a whole lot too. Do I do I sound like I'm bashing it or shitting on it? Like no, I no, really liked I just it. wanted it, but Paul didn't like it. Um, I felt like he liked it whenever he watched it, but upon further yeah, review. Uh, overall I liked it. Like, well, let's, you know, let's I, I understand on the things you liked. Um, I like Bruce Wayne. I like Ben Affleck. I like everything about Aquaman except the goofy contacts. You know, I like the whole backstory. You know, that he shows up during lean times and helps feed this this coastal <coughs> village. Um, you know, I Wonder Woman's pretty badass. We don't really learn anything about Cyborg in this, but he looks he looks kind of cool. I liked it. Flash and Cyborg seem to be coming in as complete novices, like looking up to Batman just as like mythology that's walking next to them. Like, there's some really cool stuff. But there was also really cool stuff about Batman vs Superman, and ultimately, it didn't get it done for me. So you're still not uh, feeling this universe. <clears throat> you're still you have zero confidence. Like I feel like I feel like they're on the right path. But I felt like they were on a great path after Man of Steel. But then, like, there was just so much nonsense in Batman vs. Superman that they're, they keep trying to... They're getting closer and closer, so maybe this is going to be the time they get it right. But I thought they were going to get it right in Batman vs. Superman. And there was enough wrong that I don't think that they did. What I liked about this trailer was the fact that um, there was no Superman in it. And they didn't even hint at Superman. Um, they talk about forming this team. And they also talk about um, there is a big threat coming. Obviously, for comic geeks, it's Darkseid. But not everybody knows that. I'll or is it they... Steppenwolf? Oh, maybe it is Steppenwolf. No, I feel it like it's absolutely Darkseid. is Steppenwolf. Oh, it they is? They confirm that that's a villain. So it's not Darkseid? Yeah. 
Nice. So maybe by the time Justice League Part Two rolls around, okay, it's Dark Side, and that's when we get Superman back. But, um, yeah, you know, you might be right, but, um, you know what? I don't necessarily want to see any more. Like, I kind of want that to be the last trailer because of the way that the trailers essentially ruined the the viewing experience of Batman v Superman. Um, it showed you everything, all the important moments um and and it was like seeing the movie was like the second time i saw the movie i don't i don't want to i don't want to come off like i didn't like this trailer um i like this trailer I, I think it's going in the right direction it you know shows a lot of good things um this new direction for barry allen all right we'll see we'll see where they go it's not comic book barry allen it's not grant gust grant gustin barry allen but it's a different take on him. It's still Barry Allen. It's still the Flash. So like I'm, I'm in. I'm ready. Um, I love seeing Aquaman drain a bottle of Jack and then just dip in the ocean. <laughs> Fuck yes. I like that. That's your takeaway. I don't even remember that from the trailer. But yeah. okay. Now there was. Uh, can we move on? We you don't remember on? that? I don't know. Like I, I'm pretty excited about this version of Aquaman. Like well, I, I like Kyle Drogo. I, I mean, like that's big what it's going to be. Chris Hemsworth version in the comics, but I mean, like this Aquaman looks fucking cool. Yeah, it's just going to be Jason Momoa. Like this is it's... how Jason Momoa handles his business day to day. I feel <laughs> like he jumps in the ocean and does some shit. Like, you know. Well, I, I I also really like the way that like he's um, he's really accepting of this role. Like you know his. You know, his heritage is from the sea, and, you know, like, he's honored to play a character that is also from the sea, and all that ties together, and he seems to be really interested and really passionate about it. And, like, that, I know it doesn't, that, that, that kind of stuff doesn't necessarily reflect on the screen, but as a fan, like, I love, I love hearing the actors really being passionate about getting in Maybe it does. to one of these roles. Maybe it yeah. does reflect on the screen, because he was equally passionate about Conan when he took that role on and he said that he, you know, just absorbed the source material. And, um, I thought that his Conan was a much better representation than Arnold's. Um, you know, that's if you've read any Conan comics or books or anything. I mean, it was a, a legitimate representation of the character as opposed to what Arnold did in the past. And, um, I felt like that was, that was to me, that was the best of all the Conan movies. Um, the one thing that we didn't see in this trailer that I read um, online was that the, the beginning of this movie is going to set up the dynamic of the world of men, the Amazons, and then also the Atlanteans and show um, how they were in the past and, and like how they came to maybe get some of this mother box technology and really get <clears throat> into some of the Deep roots yeah, of there's these a different cultures. There's a clip in the trailer that makes no sense in the grand scheme of this universe, where it shows like Arthurian knights burying a mother box. Yeah, because the, I feel I, from what I've heard and what I've read, the first maybe probably 10, 15 minutes of this movie is going to be all about the origins of mother box technology coming to Earth. And being split between the three different tribes of Earth, being men, Atlanteans, 
Amazons, and I'm pretty jazzed about all that, so I think that'll be pretty exciting to see. That's actually a pretty cool um, take, especially early on in the movie, I think. Um, and I want to know no, nothing else. I'm done. Tell me nothing else until this movie comes out. Um, so, See, so we, this is kind of different than your approach with Star Wars movies, where you kind of want you want it all. You like kind of bathe and I like want blue, it all. Blue milk. Here, here's the thing, though. I want here's, it now. Let's. That's a great song, by the way. You think so? It's it's Queen, but um, is, yeah, that's right. But you guys are gonna think I'm crazy. I actually think Paul Rogers' version of it was better than Freddie Mercury's. Um, he he does a live version. It was Queen with Paul Rogers. They never let him actually join the band, and uh, wow, it's really good. Like I feel like he's got such a great rocking voice, especially live. I don't know. You have to listen to it, see what you think. But I'll have to put some side by side. Right? Uh, yeah, that maybe, would be interesting. Maybe the fans can vote on that. Um. So very quickly, one parting thing because you you made the comparison to my excitement for this and approach to it versus Star Wars. Um. So, after watching all the trailers for Star Wars versus all the trailers for Batman v Superman, the trailers ruined the experience of Batman v Superman for me. The trailers didn't, in any adverse way, affect my viewing of The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens was um, still kind of a mystery, even though we had, like, two teasers and a full-length trailer. Um... And But, you know, to be fair, for Batman v Superman, we had some bizarre four-minute long trailer that, like, touched on every major thing. Every plot twist was like, oh, and by the way, we're going to have Doomsday, and by the way, we're going to have Wonder Woman. And did we mention that, you know, you know, Batman's mom's name is Martha? Maybe that wasn't in it, but you get my, my drift. That was the only thing that we didn't know, even though we've been comic fans all of our right. lives. <laughs> and, um... I feel like this particular trailer is kind of on the same trajectory as like a Force Awakens trailer where you see some stuff, but you don't really have context and you don't really know how it fits together. And that's good enough. Please, just like, because if I see more, I'm going to, I won't be able to stop myself from like piecing it together. Yeah, I feel like The Force Awakens was a throwback to old trailer making yeah. of like the 70s and early 80s where they didn't blow by blow it, tell you the plot of the movie agree. just gave you like bits and pieces to get you it had it had um some things kind of going in its favor anyway like the fact that it was a kind of a reintroduction of star wars so we didn't know who any of the characters were we had no context for like anybody we didn't know who the villain was why you know does he have that lightsaber none of that shit so with Justice League or Batman v Superman, we know who those characters generally are, so we can start to kind of formulate how we think it's going to all come together. Force Awakens was a clean slate. Now, I, I promise when you see the trailer for, like, Episode 8, you're going to recognize Finn and Rey and Kylo Ren. You're going to be able to start to formulate what the story is. We had no idea what the story was for The Force Awakens until pretty much we saw it. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about comic-con trailers and there was another one paul uh wonder woman finally the the, the long-awaited wonder woman trailer um 
I guess they were basically making this movie around the same time that they were making Batman v Superman. Is that correct, Ian? I believe so. And this movie's coming out in 2017. Is that correct, Ian? I believe so. Now, this movie is coming out uh, next summer. Is I, I don't correct, know. Correct, Ian? I don't know. I don't know for sure. Keep talking. Talk amongst so yourselves. this movie, um, you know, I, I was a little bit lukewarm on a Wonder Woman movie because I'm not... Yeah. I'm not a giant Wonder Woman fan, um, although, boy, did I like her in Batman v Superman. Um, but seeing the kind of the setting of, like, where they're putting this, and it, it, it feels a little bit like the first Captain America movie where you have this star-spangled, you know, hero amongst all these other kind of, like, drab-colored villains, you know, more earthy tones or whatever, and it, it, they stick out like a sore thumb. It feels like, wow, that character is very special. Um, so visually, I thought that it looked great. Um, I like they they pushed this to World War One. Originally, Wonder Woman's story takes place in World War Two, and uh, Chris Pine's character, what's his name again, Paul? Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor is a is a soldier in World War Two. But in order to differentiate, I think from the uh, non-distinguished competition in Marvel, they pushed it to World War One, which I think was actually kind of a cool maneuver because A, most people don't really know Wonder Woman's backstory, so I don't think it's gonna affect that many. Like, have you ever met someone that's like a super hardcore Wonder Woman fan that's like, how dare they, she has three stars on her bikini bottoms or whatever, right? Like, I, I believe that they're out there, um, but I've never met them in real life. Right. They're not, like, affecting change. They're not, They're not. you know, uh, coming up with, um, uh, what's it called? Signing, what's that shit called? Autographs? No, Ooh, not autographs. I don't know what you're trying to say. When, what you, you say? when somebody is trying to get, like, force change, everyone signs it. Petitions. Petitions. The word was escaping me, sorry. Um, and uh, it's not like Wonder Woman fans are signing petitions, getting, you know... The filmmakers to change it back to World War II. God damn it! Um, it looked great. It looked fantastic. I think it actually looked better than the Justice League movie. Maybe the spectacle wasn't there. Well, but but yeah, it we don't like really. Movie. We don't really get like a lot of the things that I loved about Man of Steel and that I loved about Batman vs Superman. We don't get in the Justice League trailer. Uh, primarily, the weight in the physics of all of the action because the justice league trailer is a lot of talking i mean there's no action in it it's just you know batman recruiting a handful of people and as neat as it is um like some of the coolest stuff about this dc cinematic universe so far is the weight and the way characters are treated <clears throat> and like one of the things that really they really stood out to me immediately that I absolutely loved in this Wonder Woman trailer is when she's in the forest and she has the shield up. Oh my god. And the way the shield's just bucking back and forth. Yeah. At the weight of all these bullets on it. Because I feel like we've seen Captain America's shield for tons of movies now. Cap holds the shield up and it's stationary. <laughs> Nothing touches the shield. I understand comic book science, vibranium, it just absorbs it. It doesn't have to move. But... Like, seeing her shield rattle like that at this barrage of bullets just creates a, a bigger threat that right. she's against. Like, this is serious business that mm -hmm. she's up against. 
that, the way she uses the, the shield to slide across the floor and kick dude's legs out, like the way she's fighting people with the sword in this movie. Yeah, she has the a sword, the like, shield, the, whip, like, the, the way the lasso glows to use, yeah. and, and some of the end and, scenes. And I mean, it's fucking it. We cool. saw the lasso in Batman v Superman, which I always thought was kind of strange. Now, I haven't finished watching the extended cut, so maybe it's treated a little bit differently, but the lasso during the fight with Doomsday essentially is just there all of a sudden, and it's in action. We don't see this grand reveal where she, like, you know, takes it off of her belt and, and, like, whips it for the first time or whatever, and it's like, oh, that's awesome. Like, it's her iconic weapon. Right. It's just, we cut to the fight, and she's, like, got him wrapped up with it. It's like, well, that was a little anticlimactic. That yeah. felt very un-Zack Snyder-like. So maybe in the extended cut, that whip gets its due, but it looked so good in this Wonder Woman trailer. I like, that, I like that they're ballsy enough to have it glow as much as it yeah does. yeah it jumped off the off the screen in this whatever. in this universe of desaturation they crank that shit up and that's fucking cool is that what dc stands for d saturation d saturation with a c <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um i really i really enjoy matt you referenced the change from world war two to world war one um, I really enjoy the fact that they did shift that over because the the crux of Wonder Woman joining the world of men is that she's, you know, kind of uh, not seeing the worst in men. And World War One is uh, everybody was sort of at fault, whereas in World War Two we have pretty stark and, and uh, the bad guys are the bad guys. They're uh, gassing people and doing horrible experiments and things like that but in world war one uh, everybody kind of kind of was at fault so i think that's a good place to have her well wow, that's an interesting perspective that's well i wouldn't expect anything less from such a history buff so I, thank I, you for that i just like to tell the people out there i know you guys are uninterested in it but that is probably why they moved the uh location um, and then at the very end of the trailer, that uh, the Wonder Woman theme music starts kicking in. I don't know about you guys, but I got chills. That music I already got to me amped at that, is yeah. is so iconic. Like finally, <clears throat> a character has this iconic theme that like we're just dying for these characters to have. Like nobody ever has it anymore. We're afraid to write cool themes for characters, and Wonder Woman's got like currently the best. I saw a clip of the composer. Uh, playing it solo on an electric cello, and it's just as powerful. Oh, that's cool. Like, it's really fucking it's cool. It's, like, so tribal-sounding, and it just... Shit's about to get real, like, when that music kicks in. Yeah, I, I think of the two trailers, this was way more effective on all... on every level. Now, is this movie coming out before the Justice League movie? This movie comes out June 2nd, 2017... And the Justice League movie comes out November 17th. So, yes. Right. November like, uh, 17th is a strange release date, don't we think? No, actually, I don't. Because oh. that's going to be about a week or so before Thanksgiving. Right. And uh, I feel like it's going to obviously take that weekend. And it's probably, if it ends up being a good movie, which I think it will be, um, it's going to catapult right through the, the holiday weekend. You know, all that extra... All that extra, you know, 
all those extra people being off for the holiday, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, I think I think it could probably take both weekends, that opening and then the following. Um, I, I feel like movie makers and, you know, production houses are finally realizing what a lucrative time, um, you know, the Thanksgiving to Christmas window is. I think we're just done with the era of blockbusters coming out in the summer like blockbusters can happen at any time you can have a deadpool in february you can have a star wars in december you can have anything at any point that's true i i still think that most movie uh companies will make their their movies like for the big ones come out in the summer that's still the prime time for these movies i don't know why they do that because there's so much competition. Typically, unless you're some kind of animated family film, you are only going to be on top for one weekend. People have attention spans that don't even last through the first weekend. By Sunday, they're done. Like, seriously. They, they determine the, the weekend winner on Saturdays now. Do you yeah, understand be, because that? Because there's even... not enough push or not enough potential moviegoers on Sunday. Right. You know? um, because, well, think about the way that movie viewing has shifted whenever we were kids i mean like we went to movies on saturdays essentially like and now a big gigantic chunk of the revenue is done on like thursday nights and, yeah that's like, true preview. so like just movie viewing in general has shifted back like a few days that's true but um i said at the top of this that you know i'm not like a huge wonder woman fan mm-hmm. i have a feeling i I feel like I am becoming a huge Wonder Woman fan, and I think after this movie, I very much will be. I mean, but you know, according to a lot of people, um, she was the best part of Batman v Superman. I think she was up there as maybe one or two. I think Batman was the best part. But... Well, I I do too. Even though he shouldn't have been killing mofos left and right. Right, but you know, we forgive, we forget. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> but Wonder Woman, to your point, I mean having iconic stirring music i you know to attach to her every time she comes on screen right, right. Like that really like they i'm really glad that they beat that to death in yeah. bbs because when i saw this trailer i was like fuck yes right like, i'm ready i i have no idea what batman's theme is like from the batman v superman no clue what it's supposed to be um, maybe Hans I, Blue Balls needs to take a back seat and let somebody else write some music for do, a change. Do you think that he? Um, do you think that Batman actually got any theme music? Because I, I feel like he did. On the soundtrack, there is a track, and it's long. It's like nine minutes or something. It's called like the Batman Suite. And listen to it, and it's like, yeah, and it's like, oh, super forgettable. Yeah, yeah. That apparently that is that song's superpower: forgettableness. But anyway, moving on, we're kind of getting up against it. So let's do some rapid fire on uh, some of these other trailers that were released. Um, Paul, why don't you start us out? <clears throat> we all saw the, the Iron Fist trailer. Yeah. That's going to lead into the Defenders with Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage. Um, I don't know a whole lot about Danny Rand. I'm not a huge martial arts fan or mystic Eastern See, last mythology. Uh, week's episode. Uh, uh, but um, I, I 
I feel like I may be more interested in Iron Fist than Danny Rand in the world of Netflix's properties. What makes you feel that way, Paul? Uh, I like I like um, Charlie Cox's Daredevil plot. Um, I like Jessica Jones a lot. Uh, I think the guy that plays Luke Cage, whose name I'm forgetting, was really good in Jessica Jones. I'd like to see him be more of the badass that we saw in uh, the Luke Cage trailer because in Jessica Jones, he's kind of a fucking sad sack the entire time. And we all know I like my heroes to be proactive. Uh, so I, I think, um, you know, from what we saw in this brief Iron Fist trailer, it looks like Danny Rand may be proactive. Uh, gets down in a plane crash, gets raised by monks, martial arts monks, and gets put in a loony bin, and then he breaks out with his super iron fist. So, yeah, I, I think I think he may be a good, you know, a, a good proactive addition to this team where, you know, Daredevil is proactive, but Jessica Jones and Luke Cage so far have been sort of reactive. So uh, I think the the combination of those four characters may really work out if Iron Fist is a, a go-getter. He's kind of like the loose cannon of the four, the four of them. Yeah, I think that was interesting how you combined the talk about Iron Fist and the Defenders. Um, well done. Thanks. But uh, what I wanted to mention about Iron Fist is he was always a character that I've always wanted to get into because I've always liked martial arts, and I've always thought that kind of like characters that perform martial arts are always some of the coolest. Wolverine, um, Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe. Um, Ninja Gaiden. Ryu from Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> Is that what we do? Well, he does, he does do karate. He does do the karate. So, uh, in this, Leonardo Donatello. How dare Rabio, you leave Michael? Daniel LaRusso off this list? And of course, Daniel LaRusso. That's better. The original, the, the original ninja, the karate kid, the original ninja himself. Um, now, the child I've of karate. Wanted, <laughs> I've always wanted to get into. I've always wanted to get into Iron Fist, but I feel like I never could because, like, the art in the comics was always kind of shitty. Like, it just never felt accessible. Like. The idea of the character, the look of the character, I always thought was cool, but like, then you look at the book and the art just doesn't match kind of the, the coolness of it. What I did like in the trailer was like the kind of the Far East music, you know, like those drums and everything and the flutes that you would hear. And it really drives home the fact that this guy has martial arts training and he is going to be a master fighter. And that's awesome to me. And then obviously at the end they show that he's also got, uh, how should I put this, an iron fist, if you will. A fist made only of iron. Yeah, it's right there on the periodic Well, table. it's like 90% iron, 10% karate. <laughs> Matt, there is a uh, current book, Power Man and Iron Fist, out there. It's not heavy on karate, but it is uh, really good... 
cartoony artwork, I, I think, yeah. that you might kind of like. So check out the new Power, Power oh. Man and Iron Fist. Okay. And there also is, I think it's, it might be called the, the Legend of the Iron Fist. Matt Fraction did a series back in the day. Matt Fraction, David Asia did the artwork. So that might be something <clears throat> to check out. I liked it. It could be. Um, I'm not a big Matt Fraction fan. Um, I've liked very little that I've read from him, but uh, I'd be willing to at least try it out. I'm not a huge Matt Fraction fan either. I, I, I usually like the stuff he does with Brubaker, and um, this was right off of him writing in tandem with Brubaker on Captain America. Okay. So hopefully some of that Brubakerness rubbed <laughs> off on him. Um, well, coincidentally, I'm not a big Brubaker fan either. Did you ever read Winter Soldier, the Captain America Winter Soldier mm -hmm. stuff? Yep. Hey, didn't like it? That was an era of Marvel that I wasn't a huge fan of. That was back when um, a lot of Marvel books <clears throat> felt too serious, and they were starting to feel not very comic booky to me. Like, I don't know if you read Hulk at the time. Um, Probably everything, not. And everything was so dark looking. It was hard for me to get into that artwork because it was just, just miserable looking. It was it, like these are superheroes. They're wearing spandex, and yet it feels like they're just wearing black suits to a you know an event to a funeral to a funeral. And uh, yeah, I, the comics, Marvel comics, in that time really left me wanting more. With all that said, I think I'd take that era of Marvel and a heartbeat over Marvel now. We'll and when I say Marvel now, I mean Marvel now. We'll get into Marvel now maybe next week. Um, Ian, were there any other trailers that you saw? We saw the Doctor Strange trailer. Doctor Strange. The second Doctor Strange trailer. The second one. Yeah, right. but this one actually had Doctor Strange in it. Whereas the first one kind of right. just <clears throat> had Stephen Strange and it danced around some... Some right. strangeness, but this one you get to see some training, you get to see the actual costume that he'll be wearing, some of the obstacles that he'll be going up against. I'm not sure who the bad guy is. Oh, like, he's got a really kooky name. Yeah, something that we can't pronounce with our human tongues. No, we can pronounce <laughs> it with our human tongues, I just forget it because yeah. it's fucking silly. It's, it's not... Super, it's Marvel villain forgettable? No, it's not even... Uh, it, it's not even like Ultron... It's yeah. some it's some weird fucking. It's not even Dormammu. It's some yeah. back. I wish it was Dormammu. Backwoods ass Doctor Strange. Well, he'll be in it because you know what I've read is that this guy, played by Mads Mikkelsen, is supposed to be like Dormammu, the, the herald of Dormammu. So if we're lucky enough to get a Doctor Strange, he's too, like Dormammu's Dorm hype man. He's, yeah, he's like the right. flame of flame yes. of Dormammu. Um. Maybe maybe I focus on the wrong things in trailers. Maybe I, my brain How is just attuned to minutia. Yeah, let's get but, into it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's say, I mean, Strange's yeah. eyes was it too dark? Yeah, I, were they too light? What I were they love too dark? about this trailer, which I thought was super fucking cool, is when Benedict Cumberbatch, as Doctor Strange, throws his cloak around his shoulders, and it just magically sets on his shoulders. shoulders. He just whips it. And it's boom, a, it's, it's on. I'm like, fuck, yes! What a fucking badass. It's a thing. It's yeah. a thing he does. And I'm in. I wasn't I was in until the cloak business. Yeah, that's cool. Where? I like that they're fighting everybody in an M.C. Escher painting where, like, the world's upside down and inside out. And you I, walk up and you go down. 
Yeah, like, like all the MC Escher stuff, like the the different you know, universe and dimension stuff, is really neat. But <laughs> something about flipping that cloak around, I was like, just yeah, got your, just yes, got your, got your dick hard, huh? Um, I don't like it. I don't want to oversimplify, but to me, I feel like I can kind of already tell you what this movie is. It looks oh. like it's Batman Begins meets Inception. It looks like it's telling the origin story of Doctor Strange, much in the same way that. You know, they did the origin story of Batman and Batman Begins. And then obviously with the crazy alternate realities and flipping cities upside down shit, that's straight out of Inception. It looks like Inception. It really does. Like, it totally looks like Inception Part 2. Part 2. I totally expect to see Leonardo DiCaprio, like, pop his kind of round head up somewhere on the screen. Did you not like Inception? It was okay. It was okay. I'm not a huge Christopher Nolan movie fan. I liked his Batman movies, but uh, all of his other stuff, I feel, is overrated. Not a Memento guy? It's okay. I never saw Memento. All this, and, and, and Insomnia with Robin Williams and some other dude. It's... Al Pacino, I believe, Pacino. is the other dude's name. Some other, other dude. dude. Al. It's only Al Pacino. Fucking Some other dude. Some other dude. Asshole. That's okay. Fun. I don't like even Al know Pacino's, what insomnia is. Well, no, it's the one in the snow, and he's the main character. Like Al yeah, Pacino's yeah. the main guy. That's right. And but anyway. the movie was just okay. It wasn't great or anything. Insomnia. Oh, it was kind of shitty. Well, there. See. Uh, how how dare I forget such a performance as well? No, I mean, like, he was just well, it's Al Pacino, it's you know, he's a I understand that, but anyway, can you name every Robert De Niro movie? No, I can't. Okay, just give me a Robert, give me a Pacino impression. No, I will not do that, Matt. Do it because Ian has a great ass, (laughs) (laughs) love it. All right, and then the final trailer that was the King Kong Kong Skull Island. Yeah, so, Kong Skull Island. I thought this. I thought this trailer was only produced by the same people that did Godzilla. I didn't know that this was in the same universe as Godzilla. I the believe, God you, if you. Will. I believe that it is. I don't think we're going to see any references to Godzilla in this, but I do think they're gearing up for a, a clash. I mean, it, it's pretty obvious because well, in the trailer I think we'll get a taste. But of in the so, but Godzilla takes place now. Correct. This trailer takes place it looks in like, like the seventies. Yeah. So that, like, I mean, did, are they still going to be able to justify the timelines to do a King Kong versus Godzilla? My guess is um, Kong is ever living. Kong will probably <laughs> like, survive. Like Mumra, the ever living Kong will probably survive this movie, or he'll be taken into captivity, or something. And at some point, Godzilla shows up, Kong breaks out. There, yeah, it, he's not going to die. The point is, King Kong is not going to die in this movie because he's got to make it to fight Godzilla in a, in a feature or a future movie. Um, I thought it was very interesting. I was stunned when I first saw how big they made King Kong in this. because Huge. Yes. Huge. Yeah, he's bigger than the wall Trump's going to build. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah, I mean, and he's throwing palm trees like like it's nothing. Um, this is its own thing, for sure. Like 
the thing that um, that uh, Lord of the Rings, um, Two Towers, no Return no, of the King, the the director Sam Gamgee, Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson, the Peter Jackson King Kong movie was uh, that was a faithful recreation of the original. This is like its own thing, just kind of loosely based on the the original mythology or whatever. And they're definitely gearing up so that way this can be some kind of franchise with a King Kong versus Godzilla movie, which, you know, could probably be pretty cool. I mean, how far can you take these giant monster movies? I don't know. I don't know. Is there? A, do we feel like there's a market still for the giant monster movies? I know that Godzilla did fairly well. And I guess it, there was enough excitement to spark this whole Godzilla universe. did quite well. It was number one at the box office the weekend that it came out. You know what? That's what I hear. Unsurprisingly. I hear it made more than $10 million. Yeah. It's more than $9 million. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I hear. That's, that's weird. But do you think that there is a market for these? I mean, obviously. Monsters? Godzilla is only a few years old. Uh, or two years old, right? And um, it did really well. So if this is marketed well... I think the people will watch it. I hope that it does well, so that way it does kind of, um, you know, solidify the fact that there will be the Godzilla King Kong thing. Because, I mean, clearly they made him that big, so that way it makes sense for him to fight right. Godzilla. Because in the classic, I think they did that fight in the 70s where they had King Kong versus Godzilla. And what they did was, I think, to make it make sense, they, they blew up King Kong. Like, he got bigger somehow. And then in the American version, he won. But then in the Japanese version, Godzilla won. When are they going to make Rampage the movie? When are we going to introduce Gigantic Wolfman to the Triumvirate? That's a really good question. I don't know. Probably after if this does well, Rampage the movie. Giant Wolfman. Is that who you played when you played Rampage? I always played as the wizard person that turned into a lady and that made me feel weird one of our boss. <laughs> did, did it make she you covered, feel she covered her boobs and it made me crotch. feel weird in the crotch area. that's filthy did you realize she was she was comprised of like eight so, pixels well, so did you feel did you feel uh, weird I saw all eight pixels man. did you I feel think. weird because of her modesty I felt weird enough. because like, she oh, covered is, up I was like this is my go to like monster, does this make me a lady? But deep inside, you're a modest lady. Apparently, yes. Do you cover up when you change from a lizard to a lady? Uh, just the top. But you're just the giant out. Just the nips. What's <laughs> out? Yeah, I think I think I was Wolfman because there was there was no giant, and it was always you know huge King Kong, huge Godzilla. Yeah. But Gigantic Wolfman was an You were like, team. oh, wow. Fun yeah, times. Right. That's going to do it for this episode of the McSauce Podcast. Look at that. We end with a little video game talk. We had, we dipped in. Like, like yeah. instigated by none other than Paul. How about that? That was a great video game. That was a great video Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, great Comic Con trailer recap tonight. Yeah, maybe next year they'll actually have comic books at Comic Con. I don't know. They're fa- I hear they're phasing those out. I'm pretty sure they're going to be all gone by next year. Maybe not. Let's hope not. My name is Paul McGinty. I'm Charlie. Matt and Sally. We'll see you next time.